and gentlemen, boys and gals and non-binary pals, it's Radio Free Topeg where I'm Donovan. And I'm Audrey. What? What? Oh! Oh, Gender reveal explosion! Oh, we fucked up the sound effects and I have to improvise. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I'm a fucking girl. And I'm Corla. And Corla's here also. (laughs) We got Corla with us too. It's just fucking girly time in here then. Yeah, it's just full on trans femme magic in the building tonight. Absolutely, it's two on one. How's everybody doing today? Uh, Why don't you answer first, Audrey? I'm living. I'm doing really well. I had Arby's today, and I feel like shit because of it, but other than that, other than that, doing really well. That's well. I'd say I'm doing well, too, and I am in the sense that I'm happy for my beloved co-host, and I'm happy about the seltzer I'm drinking, but I'm unhappy because I realized five minutes ago I'm fully out of nicotine. I got one pouch of snooze left. And I tried eating some dark chocolate, and I ate some CBD. Mm. Maybe if we mix those together, it'll hit the same receptors. Otherwise, I might have to keep using the same pouch for three <laughs> hours, and that's going to get real gross. That's, that's, that's not great. For my part, I'm just excited to be here for my friends coming out. Fuck yeah. Um, Corla, I just want to thank you so much for being here, and so much for being here for me during this whole process, uh, Corla has sort of been my gender Sherpa uh, as, I climbed, <laughs> as I have climbed Trans Mountain uh, because I started HRT around six months ago. It would have been March 11th, so tomorrow it's going to be um, uh, five months. And uh, Corla, how long have, how long have you been uh, using the HRT? I've been going for a little over a year and one month at this point. Hell yeah. So I'm getting like, I get a lot of lead time. Like Corla starts going through something and goes, oh, we just wait till this starts happening. (laughs) (laughs) It's I'm, I'm really bad for watching movies. I will spoil shit as it's happening. (laughs) Yeah. You don't want me to get too surprised by the, by the fucking surprise ending. No. Yeah. No, you, especially you want to know that your boobs are going to fucking hurt. They already do. Like when I run down the stairs and shit, it's like fucking, eh, (laughs) <laughs> yep welcome to the party or like nobody tells you about the itchy nip knops you get the itchy nips as they oh start my to God. Oh, no. it's so bad <laughs> you, you describe it to me in text as puber two. yes this is it's puberty mm-hmm. too that's exactly what it is for our listeners who don't know i am currently undergoing puberty for a second time at age 32 <laughs> almost 33 uh but it's so fucking worth it. Like everything that has changed for me so far has been nothing but fucking pure joy and light and excitement. And it's just, you know, like I didn't experience a tremendous amount of gender dysphoria in my life, really, compared to some people. But mm-hmm. the more I experience a feminine identity, the more I experience a gender euphoria in a way that I had never thought possible. I'm like actually excited to be myself for the Hell first yeah. time in a long time. That's great. And that's a, that's a really overlooked way uh, uh, of going about this. Because um, dys- dysphoria gets focused on a lot because it's something that, that you need to do something about, right? It's mm-hmm. a motivator. But there there's a lot of joy to be found in each step of the process. 
I wake up sometimes and I just look down. And I'm like, I got fucking boobs. It's amazing. <laughs> this is mad as fuck. Yeah, or like um, music hits me different now. Like, uh, interesting. Yeah, there are songs that I listen to. Like, there's there's one by Sophie, uh, who's an amazing uh, transgender artist who actually passed away last year tragically. Yeah. Uh, she wrote a song called "It's Okay to Cry." And I do every fucking time. Mm-hmm. And if I want to, ha- mm-hmm. if I want to have a good weep, if I want to let it all out, I put that track on in a way that just like didn't seem possible before when uh, testosterone was coursing through my veins. Yeah, <laughs> that's definitely not something I I would have I would have thought of in a interesting aspect of this. Both of y'all are, are bringing it up where it's like. Not necessarily, oh, I was feeling terrible and now I'm level, but like I thought I was doing okay. And now I'm realizing, oh, it yeah. could be, you know what I'm saying? It could be so much, it could be so much better. It could be more fulfilled here. So I'm yeah. very happy to hear. Well, I'm glad to hear that you're happy to hear that. <laughs> I've, been so hyped. I've been so hyped to hear this every step of the way. I'm yeah, you you have been absolutely invaluable, like uh, being able to come to somebody who is on the same path that I'm on and is just a little bit further down the road has been so valuable to me. Mm hmm. It's yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to help. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. What else do I want to say about it? Um, uh, I am excited to be a public facing trans woman on the Internet. I'm sure that's going to be nothing but joy. Uh, I'm, sure nothing, I'm sure nothing bad is going to happen uh and i'm really excited to share this with absolutely everybody because it's been really kind of weird to be like you know referred to by my dead name on the program because i wasn't out yet yeah. you know what i mean so like to yeah. finally have that part of my life shared with with y'all is uh is really it's really a lot it's really feels really good <laughs> hell yeah yeah, I've and I, you you came out to me uh, several months ago too around around yeah, was, that time. It was the Tuesday, so we record on Tuesdays, and I had an appointment on Thursday to go start HRT. And so I told you on that Tuesday, and was like, "Hey, uh, I'm a girl, and I'm gonna go get hormones now." Bye. <laughs> <laughs> well, for sure, I mean, I, I, I'm sure even more so uh, on your end, obviously. But I've been in the same boat. I've been like, "All right." When do I get to say Audrey on the program? Fuck yeah. Because you know? we got to like shift between them when we're off mic. Yeah. You know, I was like, okay, things are, things are, uh, things are in place now. Absolutely. Uh, another big thing that's been really big is my family has been incredibly supportive. Uh, I yes. did, I did make the, uh, the poor choice of coming out in the midst of my recent manic episode to my family. And so there was kind of a moment where they were like, oh, yeah, sure thing. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, you're trans now. Great. Uh, so I actually called from the psychiatric hospital and was like, hey, mom, uh, it's your child in the psychiatric hospital. She's like, how, how are you doing? And I'm like, uh, no longer psychotic, still trans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it, it, that was... Uh... With all the challenges, I'm sure, of, of transitioning in Puber 2 and like, how am I going to go about this? Who am I going to come out yeah. to? Uh, on top of the, you know, mental health challenges you were going through a couple weeks back, it, just very, very happy that you were in a good place with everything and beyond yeah. in a good place, arguably in a better place than than before that. And yeah, absolutely. That, that makes me that makes me very happy. 
Uh, I have one more bit of business I want to get to uh, before we start getting into some meat and potatoes. Um, this is a review from September 6th of 2020. <laughs> <laughs> the title is Great Show, Could Be Even Better. Just started listening, and I think it's great so far. It'd be even better if you added a woman's perspective as well. And I, it's a four-star review, and I am nothing if not receptive to feedback. And so for that reason, I have actually, this is, this is the whole reason. <laughs> All about dedication to the program. Absolutely. Any, anything it takes to get that, uh, that five-star review. So I'm going to need uh, MD Shees, that's the uh, iTunes user, uh, who left that review. I'm going to need you to go back and update that to a uh, five, if you would, please. Hold up your end of the bargain. We came through for you. Now come through with us for yeah. with us for us with an extra star. <laughs> uh, another note for the show: uh, I'm gonna be starting uh, voice lessons pretty soon, so uh, there's gonna be a little less down here and uh, a little more uh, feminine affect to my voice. So I hope everyone's supportive of me on that journey because I've recorded 169 hours of my voice one way and now y'all are gonna get to hear it a different way while i work it out the internet is good about it's change yeah people love that they're really into that shit oh just think of it as we're expanding the the musical range of our mm. program you know yeah. people are like ah oh, freddie mercury's great because he can go really low and also way up high wow what a range that's what people say and Wait. now with with my crusty, chunky voice holding up the, the low end uh, and Audrey's soaring, I don't, is it tenor? Is it soprano? What's the high one? An, I'm probably going to have more like an alto, ideally. Soaring alto. What a range. We'll, we're going to be kicking the shit out of Freddie Mercury here soon. It's going to be great. <laughs> I don't know that kicking the shit out of Freddie Mercury is exactly what we want to do. Yeah, <laughs> We're going to dig up the grave. <laughs> We're going to do that, that Fortnite dance and celebration. Big move. Outranged, out, outclassed. <laughs> Dead piece of shit. I'm sorry. I, li I like it. <laughs> Freddie Mercury is pretty cool as far as I know. Rest in peace. <laughs> All right, Peter, real one. Uh, so, uh, Corla... We never asked you our traditional guest question when you appeared on the Patreon. Yeah. No. So we must now at this time uh, pivot into the program and ask you about an embarrassing dating or relationship experience that you might have. All right. Um, so I feel like this is, this is on brand. Uh, my, my worst <laughs> experience was probably my first one. Um, so uh back back in in high school uh a gal i was i was uh dating at the time um decided she was gonna uh, show me to my first time and <laughs> led me a couple miles behind my house into the wilderness because that's not <laughs> a red flag oh no um and we got two things except the problem is that uh we had let uh my dog join us to go wandering around as he would and eventually he got real curious about what all was going on uh and so the end of my first ever experience with someone was uh my dog sticking his cold wet nose right against my butt crack 
Oh Making no! Scream so hard, both of us lost the moment. <laughs> oh, that's such a specifically unnerving feeling. Like it really is. The cold pet nose. I tend to get it if I've got my legs up on this ottoman and I'm wearing shorts. Picky will walk by and hit me in the back of the knee with the cold nose. And there's that moment of like, oh Jesus! I cannot imagine in like a, a do an intense situation like that. All of a sudden, like oh. On the dirt button. (laughs) There is no quicker way to get rid of the need to perform than to fuck up that badly in front of someone and have it be okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good learning experience that you're like, you know, wacky shit can happen during sex and that turns out okay. Yep. The only problem is I can't turn off the puns now. (laughs) Mm, mm. What is your most heinous sex pun? Oh, no. Um... Not so much a pun. No, that one's not cool to share. <laughs> um, I'll have to get back to you on that one. Okay, okay. Let that one stew for a little bit. Well, a good, uh, a good answer to this question. Uh, a, a very, a very good example of of a sudden turn like that, but a good recovery. And that it sounds like it it worked out all right with this person. They were understanding. We, mm-hmm. we love a learning experience. We uh, we had to walk back those couple of miles in the dark. Uh, we found a couple of people who were just camping, hmm. just oh. off in the wilderness. So we sat down with them, uh, uh, got warm by the fire, and then headed the rest of the way back. They were quite nice. Yeah. Those are you called found- elves. <laughs> you found a bonfire. Did you, like, get to level up at all at it? Or? <laughs> no. Save your progress before heading back through the the scraggly woods. <laughs> well, good times. Uh, we also have, uh, uh, speaking of good times, we got a question box with a lot of shit. Now, that's a good time. Yeah. How about we do the question box then? Asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. Why you asking all them questions? Making statements. Uh, asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. Why are you asking all them questions? Making statements. Uh, it's the question box. Everyone's favorite segment of the show where you, the listener, get to send your questions in to us and we'll answer them. You have a question about fucking in the scraggly woods and how not to get startled? Hit us with that kind of thing. We'll answer it. <laughs> but if you're like, hey, where would I send these questions? How would I even do such a thing? Good news for you. You can find a link to the question box on our social media, Twitter at RFTBpod, Instagram at Radio Free Tote Bag. You click that link, you type this shit in, and then we read it. No account needed. No sign in. None of that business. Uh, it's anonymous. It comes straight to us. And uh, this week, we we got quite a few in here. Uh, maybe we come in first on a moral quandary. How mm. do we feel about that? Mm. We feeling quadrangul- quadrangular? I I will perform the quadratic formula on yeah. this question. Some yep. quandering, like, like I, quandering. I failed out of college. I'm definitely here to do ethics questions. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, well, on that note of of me making so many hilarious wordplay jokes, let's get into this one. <laughs> Hello, tote gang. I 31 M want to fuck an acquaintance's wife 
32F. Obviously, that's wrong. But every time I see her, I'm just overwhelmed by how much I'm attracted to her emotionally and physically. We don't know each other super well, but she's so cool. I know it's wrong, but how do I get over the guilt and lust that I'm feeling? Interesting. So you are committing a biblical sin <laughs> just by <laughs> wanting this. Yeah. Uh, so that, you know, you're, you know, you're going to, you're going to, because you committed the sin. It's, it's the having the lust in your heart that is the sin. So uh, you're going to hell now. Damn. It's harsh, but uh, that's what's going to happen. Come on, Yahweh. Give him a break. <laughs> cut him some slack. Come on, Yahweh. Just cut him some slack. And make some new tablets where lust is in a sin. Uh, unfortunately, uh, our pleas were not heard there. Uh, Yahweh gave us the thumbs down on that. So how are yeah. we going to get past these feelings of guilt and lust? Uh, convert to Mormonism. So instead of hell, you just go to a shittier heaven. <laughs> Good strategy. Changing the rules of the game. <laughs> Textbook need- moving the goalposts. I don't need Yahweh. I got I got my friend Joe right here. My good buddy Joe Smith. <laughs> uh, spoof. You have to. These feelings are not going to just disappear. You do have to address them in some way, and you have to let them out. And I think maybe this is a was a good way to do it. I mean, yeah. right into a relationship show and have some people tell you that you're going to go to hell, and uh, yeah. <laughs> that'll, that'll help. I think. Try to convert you to another faith. Sure. (laughs) What do you come to expect from this program? Uh, I I mean, actually, though, sending in the question and, like, you're aware of this not being a great thing and and you're choosing to try to work through it as opposed to, like, oh, I got to go with the feelings. I got to make a fucked up situation here and try to make a move. So, like, good on you for that. Because this this isn't crazy. Like, feelings like this come up for a lot of people. It's not an unusual thing. And uh, despite what old Yahweh says, not that big of a deal, as long as you're not, like, letting that drive you to fucking act weird or, or make mm-hmm. a move or do something inappropriate like we're talking about. Uh, but this comes back to the to the feelings kind of way of dealing with them that I've, I've talked a lot about on here because... I got to work through some feelings, well, with depression and anxiety and whatnot sometimes. And it's a similar thing. Like, ultimately, this is kind of like an intrusive thought, an intrusive feeling more so. But like, you you don't want to be feeling like this. It's your friend's wife. Like, you clearly know that's no good. Uh, But those feelings are still in there. And I find the best way to deal with that is to kind of sit with them and like, just take a moment of like, all right, what's what's happening here? But as opposed to like trying to put energy into that or trying to like force them down, just kind of sitting with it and being like, okay, like this feeling is here, but my head's in a different place. And like, ultimately you don't have to be driven around by your feelings and just kind of, you know, checking on it, but not trying to, to fight. It's the wrong word. Cause you definitely should be fighting the impulse here. Yeah. But not like sitting there beating yourself up about having these feelings or being like, oh, I'm so fucked up because I'm feeling this way. Because, again, you're you're not as long as you're not like engaging with this. Uh, but just do your best to kind of uh, let go of it, I guess, is a good word. Yeah. Um, is there 
Is there a chance that they're swingers? Could they be swingers? <laughs> See, I, don't, I don't think they are. But if they were, this wouldn't be a big deal, I don't think. But I don't think they are, unfortunately. It's so true. I feel but, like if, if you know either of them very well at all, this would have come up. Yeah. Sure, sure. <laughs> you can't just change the rules of the game. Even though we did that before in a religious sense, but that was different. You can't just change the rules of the game and uh, make the assumption that they're swingers. I do feel like you would know. I think if they, there is a type of person in this world that you could like mention it to them and be like, hey man, like I got a total thing for your wife. Not in like, I'm going to do anything way, not in like I want to do anything. I just feel like you should be aware of what there are people in this world that are like that. I don't know if this mm -hmm. person is, mm -hmm. but I don't know if maybe you could feel around that or like try to feel because I think maybe a confession would help. I think maybe just getting it out to the people that would be that would have any interface with this might have some cathartic effect. Donovan, you look completely unconvinced. I don't like this. Do not tell them. That's a bad idea. I feel really? like they would know really? if, if that was like a possibility here. You know, if you have like a sense and you've talked and like they're open in their relationship in some way, maybe. But the fact that they're like, obviously this wrong, this is wrong and they're feeling overwhelmed. Yeah. I feel like that makes it a thing. And it's kind of easier mm. to get past if it's not out there. Like what if they have a maybe. fucking weird reaction and all this stuff and then you start beating yourself up for having the feelings and all of that. And yeah. again, I don't think that's what it's about. This is a okay. self-control thing. Okay. I don't know though. Maybe I'm a fucking square over here. <laughs> if you have, if you have any sense that this would ever be okay to admit to anyone related to it, um, then maybe, maybe you tell them, but like, I think Donovan does have a correct read that maybe this is uh, a bit of a fraught issue. Of course, it's a fraught issue for people. But like, if if there is some sense or some inkling that you could share this information with them, I think it could be cathartic for you, if damaging to your relationship with them. I I might throw in um, if uh, I generally I feel better telling people about things, especially if it's like feelings for them. Um, but obviously that can be really fraught. So depending on how you feel these people would, would take it if you told them about it, maybe be further along in the, in the looking at yourself process uh, mm. and have like a game plan that you can suggest. Like I can, I can give you guys time, uh, you know, not show up as frequently for a while. Uh, some, you know, some, something to help that go down easier. Mm -hmm. are you saying kind of just kind of put the feelers out and making it clear like if, if this isn't a thing that's cool like i could drop it basically exactly as well as being like i get it if it makes it awkward for us to hang out for a little while so i can just not for a little bit sure yeah move I past the thing and yeah. make it clear make it clear that you're sharing it for you in the sense that you're like i'm just trying to get this out i'm just trying to make this a yeah. thing that's not a big deal to me because the more i hold it in and the more i bottle it up and the more i don't tell anybody the bigger of a thing it gets to be for me precisely yeah i feel that i i think that would be kind of depending on the circumstances yeah. but the way you're kind of describing that i don't i don't think that's super out there 
I, I think that does make sense. But again, like that's going to take a, a pretty big read on this situation. Yeah. And also, mm-hmm. like if these are friendships that you value very much on the friendship level, and it's been like that for a long time, again, I think it's just make sure you're kind of weighing that. If it's something that pushes beyond that and it is driving you fucking crazy and you feel like you need to get it out there, maybe that is the move. But I would just, if you're not getting that read and you don't want to go through potential fallout with this, uh, I would I would try to work through it yourself. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe you work through it yourself. You realize you can't so much like Corla was saying, have a talk with your with your friend about it. I don't think that's the worst thing in the world. Just handle with care. Yes. Yes. Always handle with care. Delicate situation for sure. Send him this episode. Yeah. I'd be like, uh, they got some thoughts on it. It'll explain it well because I've been doing such a good job explaining it. Uh, I'm in see. such a goofy mood today. I I had big news too. Well, probably not that big. I went to the Natural History Museum. Yeah, okay, that's not that's not that big news. <laughs> but I was very excited about it. I'm still riding that high because I got to see some big fucking skeleton fossils and shit oh, did you man. ever did you ever go to the little natural history museum they had at um osu in that one like lecture hall Ooh, mendenhall lab i think i had a class in there and i saw like a skeleton once and i was like oh that's pretty neat but i was young and unwise <laughs> i didn't realize how fucking neat it was and so i never checked it out they had one pretty of those, good they had one of those giant bony fish that was that has like a mouth that's like three feet wide yeah they were fucking like, uh, sick. What are those fucking called? Like a Dunkleosteus? Is that what you're talking yes, about? Yes, that's the, the one. Scissor snippers? Yeah. <laughs> I saw one of those there. I was very excited. I was on a date, too. Then I was going on my paleontology knowledge, and I was like, hey, if I'm talking too much, you could like tell me it's not too big of a deal. But she, she was like, no, this is I'm super into this. I'm like, appreciate that you're knowledgeable about this stuff and so excited that makes me very happy and i was like okay that. great because i'm gonna keep talking that for the entire rest <laughs> of the oh there's fucking stem mammals baby there's fucking proto whales you gotta be kidding me oh, i was having a great time she's got uh, a hot tour guide that she could potentially get with that's awesome that's so true Nothing, nothing gets ladies hotter than when you say, yeah, so anytime like one of these has a sail, like a, like a Dimetrodon or like a Spinosaurus, usually they're just kind of like, yeah, it's either for like mating display or for heat regulation, you know? And she was like, wow, that's really hot. And then that kept coming up. I was like, oh, see, that's the thing I said. That's fucking funny. I'm so good at dating. Uh, what do you say we display more of that good at dating and talk about another relationship question? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Let's see here. I'm chomping at the bit. Uh, da, 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 da. Still chomping. Still chomping. I'm trying to find a good one. Okay, here uh, we go. About to break through this bit. Hurry up. Hey, Audrey and Donovan, but especially Audrey. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> you wrote my dead name but how could they have known they couldn't have i think you guys are amazing and your show brings me so much joy that's oh my god that's amazing to hear i love thank I you live for, i live for shit like that yeah 
I am a leftist NB Christian anarchist who is finding it difficult to date and be open with my faith since most folks cringe at any mention of Christianity. Mm-hmm. I even felt that if I don't hide my faith, I will not, never get a second date or get laid. My faith is incredibly important to me, and my spiritual dis- uh, disciplines and practices are a regular part of my life. But for most Christians, I'm not their idea of a good Christian woman, not even a woman at all. And for secular spiritual folks, I am too Christian for their liking. How do I find someone who will accept me for who I am and encourage my faith instead of being ashamed of it? Side question. How do I radicalize my Christian brethren into overtly anarchist doctrine Christ teaches without using the words anarchist and scar- scaring them away? I almost said scarring them for life. <laughs> Donovan, since you were Catholic, maybe you will know how to deal with religious folks better than me. Thanks, guys. You're the best. Well, let's just start this off with saying you can't spell anarchist without Christ. That's true. If you have dyslexia or you move the R a little bit, <laughs> that could be a good way to get up. Be like, hey, you know where this word come from? Jesus actually invented it. That's a fact they don't teach you uh, in the schools of this country. Yeah, Jesus and Kropotkin. Uh, I mean, actually, though, like I, I, I was raised Catholic. I was sticking with that till I was like 15, and I, I was pretty seriously into it. And then fell off in the opposite direction and was like completely fuck this shit. Uh, but I I don't know. I have people in my life who are Christians, but who are not kind of what gets associated with Christians, which is like the fucking evangelicals in this country. Mm-hmm. And all the shittiness and hate for anything that is remotely different than the way they grew up. And anybody who's not doing, you know, the, the normal fucking quote unquote normal way it should be type things. Uh and that gives, you know, that gives people, uh, kind of Christians, a, a bad name, ones who are not like that. Like, a, a big example of this to me is my mom, who has been devoutly Catholic her whole life. And in the past, we would, like, clash about that a bit, but have really reached, like, a similar uh, place in terms of just kind of ideology. Uh, and for her, that's because she reads a lot of, and this gets a little beyond my knowledge for specifics, uh, but reads a lot of Christian writers, uh, liberation theology is the, the term oh, I've heard sure. for it. It's basically what you're talking about, like the socialist interpretation of this, which is pretty straightforward, because uh, that's what fucking Jesus is pretty clearly talking about in a lot mm-hmm. of ways. And uh, I kind of think that can be a hard thing to communicate to people, though, right? And like you're saying, people are kind of hitting you from one way or another, you're too much or not enough. And so I think that just means changing the message a little bit. Like when you're talking to left non-religious people, I would be like, I'm Christian, but this kind, here are the things I believe. Like yeah. these are some of the things I advocate for. Like we, we talk about, you know, in my uh, religious practice. Um, Cause I think people appreciate that. Like, I think that's a fucking cool thing. Um, but basically just getting across kind of what you're getting at here like i'm not about this kind of bastardization conservative version of it that's everywhere you know i i believe in in these things and you know likely line up with what you do and then the reverse if it's like a you know kind of more conservative christian person coming at you we're being like well hey like we share these things in common and fucking it's jesus says here here and here like we got to be doing more to uh, help people on the margins of society and all of that kind of stuff. Uh, 
but just kind of changing the message and focusing more on like these are the specific things I believe than I'm a Christian and like leaving it at that, you know. Yeah. Donna's on exactly the right mark here. The the thing is that in leftist spaces, Christian is shorthand for a lot of different, often very negative things. Yeah. So exactly as Donovan's saying, you've got to get ahead of each of those and say, I'm Christian, also <laughs> leftist, anarchist, on, on and on. I'm the cool yeah. kind. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, you like I turn my chair backwards before I sit in it. <laughs> I was gonna say, like Donovan, it sounds like you wanted to hit him with a little bit of the youth pastor energy with like well, <laughs> youth, let's wrap a pretty cool guy. Let's wrap. <laughs> <laughs> but like, but for real though, like if you can hit uh if you can hit a leftist with the like theory implications of what Christianity has to offer, and if you can hit a uh more christian oriented less leftist person with like chapter and verse that supports the leftist position you just kind of like use the text that would be most influential on the individual you're talking to right because both of the either you know whichever side you're dealing with you share like a core kind of philosophy with them to some degree you have something in common core philosophy is the wrong word but like you're still part of that christian umbrella you, yeah. you have similar kind of aspects to that obviously even if their version uh is the shitty kind of conservative version yeah but focusing on those commonalities and then hey is it really so crazy that like we we don't just fucking illegalize people being homeless and completely fuck them over that doesn't seem like something jesus would be into don't you think i don't know i think it's a good way for talking to conservatives in general too or people who aren't ideologically aligned with you is again focusing on the issues so, like you're saying here, question asker, they don't just lash onto, oh, anarchist, oh, bad, evil, blah, oh, destroying America, blah. Get them on those common issues. Yeah, you wouldn't want to date somebody who immediately assumed that about an anarchist either. Very true. So, like, just, like, bail on those folks. And I think as far as, like, being accepted in leftist spaces, like, just make it clear that you're, like, just bring up the money changer shit yeah just be like yeah like my dude like threw motherfuckers out of the temple because they were being fucking usurious capitalist pigs <laughs> like pretty trust, rad trust mm -hmm. i'm down like just like yeah it's about putting your best foot forward with those people and uh you know really letting them know that you are into the end of the ideology that supports liberation and uh and freedom for all people exactly and what's important as you go to uh, about expressing this about yourself is not hiding it. Like, yeah, it's an important mm -hmm. part of you. You you have to 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 put that out there with yourself because it comes with the rest of you. For sure, and and I think too, like with the right people, I think this is a cool thing. Like that is a yeah. cool, unique thing. Like the mm -hmm. the left, like truly leftist Christian isn't such a, a common thing here and i think uh i don't know i i feel like that's a kind of unique and something that could be appreciated because you know religion's not bad a lot of good shit about religion that's true just sucks when uh they do it america style you know <laughs> <laughs> all right what else we got in this uh in this box deep fried religion <laughs> <laughs> 
Get the Christ, grilled stuff. Christ shooting like on the cross, like shooting laser eyes and fucking. <laughs> and I'm picturing like a deep fried Jesus on the cross, and I'm like, would that be like eating uh, something off a popsicle stick? <laughs> oh, Jesus. But then it has the crossbar, and so it's kind of in the way. You couldn't like really go around. Oh, wow, it's like built in. Exactly. Yeah. Cross cross in. I don't know why my, my brain I don't know why, why my brain puts these things uh into my mouth and then I send them out to all of you. I don't know why. <laughs> but we're having fun. All right, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna just pick one at total random here. Damn. Hi! I hope you are all doing well. Question for the guest andor Dono and Audrey. What does radio free tote bag mean? I don't get it. Have a great day. I especially like Dono. Oh, wow. That's a fun coincidence. People are random and, and somebody loves Dono. Damn. That's pretty cool. So real talk. Uh, I interpret it as being someone's balls in a Faraday cage. What? Radio free tote bag. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Like you're toting some nuts around. And you're in a Faraday cage, and it's free of radio interference. I didn't oh. say it was smart. <laughs> it's just what I picture. I can. I can, it does make sense. I can. I can feel that. Uh, but I am. I am not a thoughtful man. I am quite dumb, and so the reason that I chose this name was because I had a playlist called Radio Free Donovan for a long time. And I thought to myself, well, we're making a podcast. What's a radio thing? Oh, tote bags, I think. NPR <laughs> like tote bags or yeah. some shit. Yeah, hey, donate $30 and we'll give you a tote bag. And I thought, wow, what if it was radio free tote bag? Like a free tote bag. Although I guess in that example, it's not free because you had to make the donation. Well, you're making the donation to the organization. The tote bag is a perk. Oh, a free bonus. Yes. I take it back. I'm fucking brilliant. What a delightful piece of wordplay. That's, that's where we came up with the name. Yeah, the name was all Donovan. Like he's he's got that's the explanation. That's all it is. It was also very like I think I came up with it before we even started recording the first episode. And we were yeah, like, or before yeah, you had the concept. Yeah. All right, we'll go with this. And uh that's memorable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we get RFTB on everything because nothing in this world is RFTB. That's true too. That's true too. And don't you dare uh, take that from us. It's our record. <laughs> Sorry. How dare you? Legally owned RFTB in that order. It's ours legally. It's not actually ours legally. Just be nice. Don't don't steal our don't, don't steal, steal our action. What else we got in here? Hi Andrew. This one was for uh this one was for oh. Andrew uh from last week. Oh. I'm, I'm replacement Andrew. Let me try. <laughs> Hi Corla. <laughs> My fiance and I, 33M, went to a local chicken wing place this past weekend. I ordered mm-hmm. mine tossed in spicy sauce while she had hers plain. After we finished eating and began to drive home, she said that I embarrassed her because of how messily I ate the wings, and she hasn't accepted my apology. Am I truly in the wrong? What can I do to make it up to her? What is a non-messy way to eat wings? Plain right. with no sauce. <laughs> that is deranged yeah. behavior. I yeah. feel like that's not on you. That's on the menu. <laughs> yeah. It's the whole thing's with wings. They're tossed. 
Yeah. The whole thing's coded. You got to yeah. pick bones out. It's like an adventure, but it's a messy adventure. Much like going out into the scraggly woods. Uh, it's not going to be a clean time. You're going to get a little dirt on your knee and you're going to yeah. get a little barbecue sauce stuck in your mustache and it's going to dry and it's going to be hard to get out later, but it's all part of the fun. Absolutely. Yeah. You I, have to, I, you have to fucking get in there and go deep and perform some wingalangus on these motherfucking flats. <laughs> Like you have to get every bit of that sauce from those bones. We love some wingalingus. 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 I've got two practical answers. One, learn to unhinge your jaw like a snake, yeah. <laughs> and just lower it in through your mouth without touching your lips, and then just bring it back out all bone. It's uh, like operation. You can't touch the sides or a buzzer will go off. And the buzzer in this case is your beloved fiance. Yeah, Answer two the... is offer to eat it with a fork and a knife if it really bothers her that badly. Uh, no, there can be no compromise. She is absolutely in the wrong. <laughs> okay, option three is fucking pack your bags and move. Exactly. Fuck. I'm, I'm fucking doing it. Where is it? Oh, the air oh, horns no. are here! Oh no. oh no! Oh my god! I have to upload the air horns. While you're yeah. doing that, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna see if we can't hammer this out, maybe. Uh, cause is this normally a thing that bothers your fiance? Oh yeah, she. But the pronouns are in there. I didn't know if they're in there. Uh, is like is messy food a normal thing? Is like table manners and shit? Cause like some people are raised like that to kind of a fucked up degree where it's like, oh, you put your elbows on the table, like, you're fucking inhuman. You might as well be a, like a, a, a fucking goat putting its muddy paws up on the table. When in reality, it's like, goats don't have paws. Let me put the <laughs> elbows down. Okay, okay, your cloven hooves <laughs> up on the table with a big mud cake stuck between the, the, the hoof halves. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm going way off the rails with this goat analogy. Half. This is all to say that, like, is is this been a thing before? Is she very particular about this stuff? And like, if that's the case, why did she pick a wing restaurant? How do you? Yeah, there's yeah. not a clean way to eat them. Once again, this goes back to the menu of like, <laughs> unless you eat it completely sauceless, it's gonna get all over you. <laughs> and that's that's I've fucking unacceptable. Wings. I've had wings and somehow gotten dirty the clothes I was going to wear the next day. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking eating wings dry is like eating a bone-in napkin. Like, you can't, <laughs> you can't eat them that way. It's fucked up. It just makes no sense. Again, like, that's the whole thing. If you don't want that, get some fried chicken. You could get, like, a chicken tendy. Mm -hmm. yes. You don't even have to deal with a bone. Like... There's a lot of other options, and so I'm confused by this. And it's you're at a fucking wing place. It's not like she, not like you embarrass her, really. You know what I mean? Like nobody's yeah. looking over at you unless you have it on the back of your neck by the time you're done eating. Like <laughs> she's like she's not gonna. She's it's in her head. This is this is a this is a her problem. This is not yeah. a you problem. I've never heard of a three Michelin star wings restaurant. It's <laughs> they're no. not looking for like decorum from you there. No. Right. Unless unless this is something fucking absurd, and I think you would know. Like unless you are <laughs> eating whole all 18 wings um, and then oh, oh, regurgitating the bones like a fucking owl pellet onto the table. 
I don't I don't think it's a big deal. Everybody at the Wang restaurant, the understanding is shared. It's going to get saucy in here. Like we said, that's part of the appeal. Uh, and so the fact that you even apologize and she hasn't accepted the apology, I'm like, there's got to be something else to this. Like, we're, yeah, I don't know. Were yeah. you on thin ice before this? Was like she upset with? Is there something else to this? Yeah, like, what what is going on? I we don't have to know. go deeper. We, we we maybe need some more details. So I I don't know. You know, if if something stands out and you're like, ah, oh, maybe she was salty. You know about this, and this was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back, or whatever. Maybe try to address that situation. But if this is truly, she is so upset that she's not accepting your apology over this wing situation. I don't know what to tell yeah, you. I don't know what to tell you, man. That's Have not you refused her cunnilingus and she got jealous watching you go down on the wings? <laughs> you went to fucking sloppy slurp town on these fucking bone-in buffaloes, but you won't go to sloppy slurp town on me. What gives? And that, that's justifiable. Ooh. I don't like Slurp Town. Y'all ever heard that? That's what everybody calls it. <laughs> you try to get an oyster out of the shell. That's no good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Take me to Sloppy Slurp Town, baby. Oh, oh classic sexy time. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, I'm of a mind that it's no quarter on the issue of like dig deeper and be like, Okay, babe, were you mad at me about something else? Because you can't, you can't be mad at me for eating wings like humans do. You can't. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm not a, a a cyborg, perfectly designed with implants to strip meat and sauce from bone, with nary a splash in any direction. And if that's what you want, you gotta find somebody else. I'm to the point where I grab a flat by like the joint at the bottom. And I bite down on the meat in the middle, and I pull it back, and I get all the meat off of a off of a flat in one go. I gotta learn how to do that. I'm dog shit at eating wings. I had wings for lunch actually, and uh, the flats are definitely the ones I have. To, I do like a little like a little rodent, like try to stick my yeah. teeth through and yeah. get the little nub in there. Oh, but you've already eaten all the skin and shit, so it's just like a greasy nub. And yeah, again, a wing without sauce, dog shit. I gotta, I gotta get up to Chicanglas, and uh, I'll show you how to eat some wings. Please do. Uh, there's something about like splitting them in half, like pulling one of the bones too. out, and then you slurp it off. Yeah, but I can, I can do it with the with the two bones together because I'm a monster. God damn! I talked about this before. I'm half goblin on my mom's side. Like this is a goblin trait. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If you can't sort this out, if it really comes down to the fact that you're just fucked at eating wings somehow, uh, right in, Arthur will will give you a little video lesson. Oh, wait. Fuck, oh, 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 sorry. Right. God damn it. <laughs> Every God time you, damn it. I've decided that that's the, that's the you accidentally dead named me button. You hit me with the transfer. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wish I fucking had that button. God damn it. <laughs> My mistake. What do we got here next? Okay. Let's see. What do we want to do? Let's do... Do we want to do the big the big one? Let's do the big one. Let's do the big one. Am I reading this one? I'm reading this one. Get it. Hey, guys. I just started listening in, like, the last week, but I do have a question. A long one, because I'm bad at this stuff and have never written in anywhere before. I am 40, met my wife, F38, in her town on the opposite coast, and moved there, like, 15 years ago. 
Given we met in our early 20s, neither of us have a long dating background, but I do have a few exes in my old city with whom I'm mostly on co good, comfortable terms. That's a classic. I haven't dealt with a question in a while. These are women I went to school with. See the odd Christmas, still have mutual friends with, and she doesn't really, and she doesn't really. I'm her first serious relationship. I know meeting an ex of mine makes my wife uncomfortable. I've always tried to balance between avoiding that and avoiding just cutting these people off who've done nothing wrong and who still hang out with my old friends uh, has been a point of tension before. We only get to my city together once a year or so. I think she just finds it weird. I still know these people and get along with them. I don't think she suspects me of chasing after of still chasing them after what? I'm still chasing after them. I think. Yeah, I don't think she suspects me of still chasing after them or anything like that, but it is definitely a point of insecurity. Now my parents are moving after 50 years, and I'm taking boxes of my stuff with me to my new home. Old yearbooks, prom photos, a book one girlfriend gave me with a nice, mussy, mushy message in the front. I haven't held on to this stuff on purpose, but now I have a car full of it. It's not exactly a folder of nudes, you know, but I worry there's at least a potential argument in the trunk of my car. That's very poetic. What should I do with it? I don't want to chuck out my old photos from the late 90s or even gifts with nice messages inside. They remind me of a good period and I get homesick from time to time, so things like this are nice to have. Everyone has a past and I don't spend my time Facebook stalking these women or even see them more than once every few years at big group events. But I know my wife would be uncomfortable or upset with me keeping them, and I know it would look a bit sus. And hiding them in the basement or garage would be dishonest, and it'd be even worse if it turned up that it and that I'd been hiding it. Given all the discussions we've had about reunions, etc., in the past, I don't think the usual good advice of broaching it in conversation is going to lead anywhere new. But I'm about to load the car up, and I've been listening to loads of RFTB this week, and so I thought I'd get some advice. Well, first off, we salute you for listening to loads of RFTB. What a fantastic program, and what a fantastic listener. And we are all saluting into the camera, which you can't see, but you can take our word. Uh, this is a tough one, and I yeah. think this is a pretty common situation, like uh, some kind of variant to this. And it typically is coming down to some kind of jealousy but like in this case we're like you're very far removed from this you're talking about yearbooks from from high school and stuff this is making me wonder does your uh does your wife you know did she maybe have a bad experience with cheating in the past like uh, does she have some kind of source of anxiety uh for this kind of thing because I, I don't know none of the stuff you're describing here seems like uh, anything wrong like, as you're saying, this seems like it's it's very much on kind of her insecurity with this. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, like, obviously, you don't want to make her feel insecure. You want to mm -hmm. work this out. But like past friendships and memories and shit are, are, are valuable. And if there's nothing going on there, it kind of sucks that you would be expected to, like, cut all of that out. I, I think that's important stuff, you know? Yeah. This is really tough because if I think if your wife had had more of a dating experience in the past, then maybe this would be just kind of a non-issue because, every, you know, once you've dated a few people and you've had serious relationships with more than one person, then you understand that everybody has a past uh. and that everybody has people that are 
that have been important to them and maybe still are important in some ways. Um, and that has to be okay. Uh, the fact that you've been married for all this time and this hasn't kind of like faded is something of a worry to me or that like hmm. she hasn't, she's like feels insecure about the marriage for some reason. Um, I would wonder if there's maybe something else going on. Like if there's maybe something in the relationship that's making her feel insecure aside from this kind of thing, because like you said, it's pretty infrequent. Uh, the other possibility on that end is that maybe you are somewhat exaggerating in your mind, the degree to which she is insecure about these things. Maybe you're making it a bigger deal than it actually is. Um, and so practically I would just take the stuff home and then just put it somewhere of relative prominence, you know, like the place that you would put a yearbook, just like a standard yeah. yearbook place bookshelf or whatever. And then my ideal would be that you would be able to pull it out and be like, haha, look at this dumb picture of me from high school. And just like go through the yearbook with her. Like, Hey, we got, I got these yearbooks, uh, from home. And then just kind of go through it with her and like take a trip down memory lane. And then if she asks about like, oh, who is Janie? She wrote in your yearbook. You go, oh, yeah, we we dated for a little bit. It was not a huge thing. And right. just kind of like normalize it to a certain degree and like make it just a standard thing that kind of everybody experiences. It's sort of a sort of a charmed position that you guys are in where you're like kind of each other's first big situation. Um, and that has its, uh, its negatives as well. And this is one of the big ones is that there's not this sort of sense of scale that, uh, other folks, uh, end up having with their relationships. Yeah. I, I missed that part on the, uh, this being the, the wife here's like first serious relationship. And I think that's, I think that's a big element because I think a lot of people have that experience of being the less experienced partner. And being like, oh, man, they have all of this. How the fuck can I live up to that? They've had all these experiences. This is all new to me. And there's insecurity that comes from that. And like any kind of new territory situation, feelings kind of like this come up where they're like, oh, they dated people in the past. And that's like a new feeling to you. You know, and if you're dealing with some, some kind of insecurity, like even if objectively that's not that big of a deal 15 years ago or whatever, if you haven't had that experience before of you know, being the less experienced person and feeling kind of out of your element a little bit. I think the first time experiencing that is, is always a little bit hard. Yeah. Uh, it's just, you kind of got to work through that and people do that in, in, in different ways. Um, but I think a lot of it is what you're saying, Arthur, what you can do from your end question, ask her, God fucking right. damn it. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, damn it. You were doing oh, the, so good too. I know. I don't know what's. I'm getting. I'm like in these like theorizing things, and I'm pulling the old variable names. So I gotta. Yeah, I gotta yeah. keep mm -hmm. all my libraries updated. Audrey, big correction. Um, what Audrey is saying about about normalizing this and really clarifying to her, because like if it's something she doesn't understand, or like oh these things are in your past, that gives that opportunity in her mind too to be like ooh like. Oh, they're still in touch. Is this a running thing? Like, oh, yeah. is this this long lost flame? Whereas if you take the time to kind of go through, talk about it normally and just be like, yeah, these are past relationships I've had. It was a high school thing. Here's yeah. the yearbook. 
you know, fun times, but it, it, I'm not trying to like pursue that kind of thing. Just yeah. getting it out there uh, and just being honest about the stuff. And I think through doing that, you kind of clarify that there's nothing to be worried about here. Yeah, I'm I'm inclined to agree with the both of you. Uh, this is sex is kind of uh, distinct, but related to this kind of thing where your first time is. Uh, you know, life life will be more full of insecurity and worries uh, than than other times, especially if you're with someone more experienced. Uh, and the thing that I've learned in in that realm is basically every everything y'all have said is you know be upfront, don't hide any of this kind of thing, uh, while also understanding that these insecurities are hopefully temporary and and can be talked through and worked through. Uh, and that you're importantly here that your memories are important. Like th these, mm -hmm. these are past experiences that you presumably cherish enough to keep around with you after a move. Um, yeah, you, you want to at least try and stand your ground while being considerate of the other person. Absolutely. Exactly. I would wonder if maybe she feels insecurity elsewhere in the relationship. If she's worried that you would be attracted to other people like aside from this. Um, and I'm not sure how one really goes about ameliorating those fears other than just kind of being loyal to the relationship and not, you know, not going through with that kind of thing. And you would hope that over the years that that insecurity would fade, but some people have a tendency to hold on to those insecurities and have difficulty with that. Um, so like keep an eye on other aspects of the relationship where maybe insecurity lies and see if those can be addressed. And yeah, I think taking her down memory lane would be, would be good for this. Um, and I, I wish you all the best with this. This is absolutely a very difficult situation and uh, I really hope everything works out for you. And uh, thanks for listening to the show. For sure. Not a not a fun situate to na situation to navigate, especially like in a, a marriage like this where everything is tied, you know, lives are very tied together. Uh, but we believe in you and send, send us an update on how this goes. Uh, if you're if you're able to work through this or if you have a, you know, conversation or something that you're like, oh, cool, like this went well or is able to express this well because i think this is a problem I, i've i've been there i've been the fucking insecure person i've been the not insecure person i think a lot of people go through this it's a tough one but it's not something that's impossible to work through true uh i think we should hit this little stub before we get out of here let's hit the stub read it dono wait which one's the stub who was the this one eight oh five. Yes, yes. Uh, on a similarly serious note, who was the hottest U.S. president? Grant. Ulysses? Ulysses S. Grant, yeah. My good friend Ulysses? Let me the look only, up a picture of this. He hunk. might be the only hot U.S. president ever. Hmm. I am looking up Ulysses S. Clickety Grant. I? What do we have... <laughs> Not I an, feel it. Not an unhandsome person, that's for sure. Yeah. Total zaddy. Absolute zaddy. He's got a cool, like, mysterious brow situation. Yeah. A the... lot of these pictures, he's... 
not quite a DreamWorks face, but a similar cocked <laughs> eyebrow, but like more one of mystery of like, oh, yeah. Oh, I probably perpetrated some fucking genocides, huh? <laughs> well, I mean, he, was, he, he definitely fought um, fought the uh, the Confederacy. He, he gets a, points for that. He's a Civil War general way into that shit. That part's cool. Okay, I'm young FDR. Go, I'm going to go with FDR, who managed to bang a lot of Scandinavia while paraplegic, which is a fucking accomplishment. <laughs> I, I had never seen this one. Yeah, he's kind of low-key, like, really cute. Yeah, young. He didn't age well. No, that's true. <laughs> but very cute in that picture. That's that's a good choice. Hmm. Yeah, it, older, he looks like uh, someone kind of put the texture of that younger face on a raisin. Portland, <laughs> <laughs> be careful. We will all look like that one day. Uh, I, watching the California raisins fucking advertisement. Like, I, this is my future. No. <laughs> this is it. Oh, just uh, sobbing. No, that's existential horror. Jesus. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a president here. I'm trying to think of who's hunky. And I feel like going back in time, we're going to get some unique styles and facial hair and all that kind of stuff is fun. Uh, but I'm, I'm having a hard time choosing one. They all kind of meld together in my mind because they into one mayonnaise mass. Exactly. They're all kind of 50, 50 year old white dude with whatever the style of the time kind of hair we got going on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to Google sexy presidents real quick, and then I will provide you an answer. <laughs> I'm really trying to put my all into this question and listen uh, and, and investigate this properly. I don't want to let down the listeners. For sure. Well, I, uh, I'm not sure this is real, but someone has photoshopped Abe Lincoln's face onto a just ripplingly muscular body. He's I think looking I did vascular as all hell. I don't I know I... this is young Lincoln. I think this is like 50-year-old Lincoln, and they put his head on a, on a young hunk's body. Kind of a like, oh, what if? Like a historical reconstruction. What if Lincoln was a hunk? You know what I'm saying? Okay, okay. Somebody put some filters on a photograph of Abraham Lincoln. Oh, yeah? Yeah, click that link. Ooh, what's cool? Ooh. Oh, oh, oh it's an invalid URL. Never mind. Fucking damn it. Damn I see, it. I wanted to see that sexy Abe. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm going left field. Taft. Taft is the okay. sexiest president. And that's all I have to say on that. Definitive. Uh, I think this is also a big opportunity this week for us to do the switch up to the music. I've been meaning to do this for a little while. Finally got the Radio Free Tote Bag SoundCloud popping. That's Hell totally yeah. a thing. So you can find us at Radio Free Tote Bag, or I'm sorry, soundcloud.com slash RFTB, uh, where you can find the Radio Free Tote Bag. Used to be just after dark, but is now the Radio Free Tote Bag theme Whoa. music. You mean we're we're going legal? We're going legal, finally. <laughs> after, all these, after all these years, we're finally no longer illegally using uh, Noah's music. Uh, but I do want to thank them for uh, not hitting us with a cease and desist order for three and a half years. Maybe they never cool. heard it. Maybe they did hear it and think we were cool. 
I don't know. But maybe uh, they're big fans. Maybe they sent in the hottest president question. Did you ever think about that? Genevieve, uh, Lewis, uh, you're great and we love you. And um, thanks for not hitting us with a copyright strike. Uh, and our outro music is a song Stephanie by the Hey Fellows. You can find about Instagram.com slash the Hey Fellows or on Spotify by looking up three words the Hey Fellows. We have the express permission of uh, the Hey Fellows to use this music, which is why it continues to be. <laughs> it's pretty yeah. legal. Pretty, pretty legal. legal. Uh, the Core Lab, thank you for joining us. Of course. Uh, I was just like, I couldn't think of anybody else I would rather have on the show for the gender reveal party than uh, one of my closest trans femme friends. Uh, and thank you again for all of the uh, guidance and wisdom and kind words you have given me. Absolutely. Very much appreciate uh, a, a salute to our favorite listener. We're putting down the gauntlet. Oh, shit. <laughs> For your support of Audrey and this beloved program, we give you the title, The Greatest Listener. Okay, that is that is immediately going in my Twitter bio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of Twitter, you can find me at RFTB Audrey at the time of this coming out. That's going to make a big old change Reno. Uh, you can find Donovan at RFTB Dono. And What's up? Uh, the show is at RFTB pod. So follow us on Twitter. And finally, Hey, we got to shout out some patrons yeah. at the $10 level. Yeah. You too could be shouted out. And at the $5 level, you get a new episode each week. Uh, you can find that at patreoncom slash RFTB. And if you get on that list, we're going to say something cool. Like, Hey, thanks. Spreadable fruit. Hey, thanks, Ryan, from episode 105, the Yellow Rose Tote, tote Land, Rich Homie Click Clack. Hey, thanks, Bruce, from uh, 1992's Birth of Donovan. Uh, we really appreciate that contribution to the program. Shouts uh, out. Big thank you to Daddy Dylan. And did we say Barb yet? We did not. And a shout out to Barb. A big shout out. Thank you for your support. Patreon day one, Barb. The Love best. We, the best. We do. Uh, let's see. Uh, this is the part where I do the thing that I do at the end of all of them. This is the part where I get right up on this microphone and I go, I love you. Thanks. Bye. Mwah.